Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Growing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And today we got our special guest. Y'all know him as Big Waz, the intellectual Haitian, the Haitian sensation. (laughs) I mean, the, the list can go on. Well, we got Wozni Lambre here. What's going on, brother? I'm here. I'm chilling, man. First thing, first of all, I'm very happy you guys invited me. I feel honored to be here, but I got to put on my shades for this one because uh, only superstars come on growing up the same, baby. You got to be a superstar. When I when I looked up and seen y'all had Brian Koppelman, the yeah. nigga who made Rounders and Billions, I was like, oh, nah, these niggas is different. They different. So I, I got to put my stunner shades on to be on this episode, bro. Hey, man, we feel very, you know, graced by your presence right now. So thank you for 
lending your superstar qualities to the show, brother. Oh, thank, thank <laughs> you guys for having me. Very humbling. I love you guys. Wozni Lombre is an NBA culture writer for The Athletic and the Count the Dings co-founder. And now it's time for the one of the two with J-Skills. Platinum or gold? Oh, gold all day. Knicks or Nets? Nets. Lil' Kim or Nicki Minaj? <laughs> Little Kim. Queen Penn or Charlie Baltimore? Chuck. Russell Simmons or Rev Run? Ooh. I'm going to go with Rev Run because Russ was out here. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Nas or LL? Give me LL because he's from Hollis. He's from my neighborhood. So I got to go with LL. Working out or eating right? Working out for me. Because eating out is too hard. Pause. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Harper or Tom Haberstro? Ooh, Haberstro, Haberstro, because I met him first. You got to be loyal. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Best of both worlds or collision course? <laughs> Bruh, best of both worlds, which I literally this weekend... I was in Palm Springs for my friend's birthday. Shouts to my man, Arthur. And we was just playing joints. And I was like, yo, I ain't heard Honey in a minute. And of course, the internet only had the dirty version where he, he says your pussy tastes like honey. Yeah. Um, which at the beginning of this song, Jay-Z dedicates the song to his niece. The best of both worlds, please believe it. Brooklyn, Shot Town, it's all the beautiful ladies in the world. Dedicated to TT, my niece. Anybody in the world. Strange times, strange times, early 2000s were, but best of both worlds for sure. Yeah, Hells had the belt buckle with the tongue on it and all that. It was out of pocket. Stephen KD or Bron and AD? Mm. Give me Stephen KD. Ben Shapiro or Candace Owens? <laughs> Candace Owens, because we could potentially hook up. Right. Kid Rock <laughs> or John Voight? Ooh. Give me Kid Rock, because he got records. Joe Biden or Bill Clinton? Biden. Biden. Colin Powell or Bill Belichick? Colin Powell, because he's he Jamaican. You know what I mean? Island things. I, I got to give it up to my fellow West Indian Island brothers. So definitely Colin Powell, even though I can't stand either one of those cats. <laughs> Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes? Mahomes. Oh, God. Hate Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hamptons or Malibu? Mmm. Mmm. You know, man, give me Malibu. There's way more shit to do, honestly. The Hamptons is type boring. Like, if you if you don't, like, it's basically your nice-ass McMansion or bus. Like, it's pretty quiet and dull outside of that. MAGA or the Tea Party? MAGA. George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush? H.W. Bill Maher or John Stewart? Stewart. Louis C.K. or Chris D'Elia? 
Man, give me CK, man. CK didn't do anything. He just jacked off and like <laughs> made people watch it. Like he didn't touch anybody or like like you know physically harm them. He just right. He's just on some, some scary shit. images. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Orleans or Miami? Much as I love New Orleans, it's Miami all all day. Houston or Atlanta? Never been to Houston, as crazy as that sounds. And Atlanta is probably my third favorite U.S. city outside of New York and L.A. So ATL all day. D.C. or Philly? Philly. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought the ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was raining. Jackson on him. I'm like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my team. Rose, the captain. I'm lieutenant. I'm the type of cannon. Casting grind like I'm broke. That Lambo, my new... I hate the phony ass, bougie ass black people in DC, bro. They are so bougie and nose up in the air and Jack and Jill in the face ass niggas. I can't do it, Jay. I I really can't do it. Give me Philly. Philly's like a real place, bro. Like it's really culture. Not to say that uptown DC is not culture. I'm relaxed, DC people. I get it. But like the type of yuppies, the black yuppies that DC attracts are just my least favorite type of niggas. Like literally my least favorite type of Negroes are yeah. the people in DC. So I'm good. Philly is real. He's hitting up. Chopped cheese. Me, Gervais. <laughs> chopped cheese or cheese steak? Ooh, boom shakalaka. Fuck out of here, John. Um, Chopped cheese, boy. <laughs> Jerk chicken or fried chicken? Oh, this might be the toughest this might, ooh, this might be the toughest one. Ah, I got to go with fried chicken, man. I, I got to. I got yeah. to. Damn. We love me some jerk, though. <laughs> oh, nah, we love us some jerk. Yo, bro, I, I grew up on it. Like, I came yeah. up, I grew up on jerk chicken, but fried chicken, just the different styles that you get with the fried and the Louisiana hot and the New Orleans style and just, oh, oh I, I got I to gotta, gotta go with fried chicken. Bitcoin or Ethereum? Bitcoin, baby. I'm big. I'm Bitcoin till that thing fucking drops, bro. Like it said, like I think it said what, like thirty four this morning, it's bro. Not, it's at thirty seven, bro. Oh, it said thirty. Oh my lord, thirty seven. <laughs> you was there that day when it when it went up, shot to thirty nine. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, good lord, sweet Jesus. I was looking at that thing like cash out. I was like, nah. <laughs> um, bro, I am riding Bitcoin until the death. Yeah, that's how much I believe in Bitcoin, bro. Right, Dogecoin or Doja Cat? <laughs> Give me Doja Cat. <laughs> Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos? <sighs> Two super villains. <sighs> Damn, Elon. Not nah, Bezos. I, like, I like Amazon. Like, I, I actually use Amazon damn near every day. As much as I hate Bezos, I'm a hypocrite. I'm on Amazon every day. Right. Uh, Rachel Maddow or Anderson Cooper? Man, and, and I know my leftists are going to hate this. Um, I'm going to go with Maddow. I know she's, like, pretty one of the most annoying liberals, like, on planet Earth. But, like, I think she does care about the right thing. So give me Maddow. Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo? Cuomo. 
can't I can't do I can't do the I can't do the Tomary and the Coonan, Jay. I, I just can't. I I can't. No disrespect, but like I can't do it. Like, you know, and the crazy thing is because I got a long memory. I remember distinctly when Don Lemon was Coonan on yeah. TV. Right. Then he started reeling it back. It was like, nah, actually, like this black, white race, yada yada is real, and I don't have to coon and tap dance and act like a tom all day every day and right. he stopped it but i remember the tap dancing bro yeah i, I remember it we ain't forget that we ain't forget we ain't forget <laughs> van jones or dr umar umar all day van jones is cat bro like he yo umar like as much as like sort of buffoonery he does like he's about black people right at the very least you can say that you can say some of his stuff is misguided pseudoscientific pseudoscientific and ahistorical at times mm -hmm. and he can be very wrong-headed at times but like you can't question whether this guy is for and about black people as van jones is that nigga's tap dancing, bro. Like he's a sell, he's a sellout. Like a sellout. straight, like he's straight up and down the definition of a sellout. So yeah. miss me with Van Jones completely. For sure, Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity. I gotta go with Hannity because Carlson is so evil in his in like his intelligence. Like he's so much smarter than Hannity, right. so he could weaponize the evilness so much more potent. And it just is scary how how good he is at being evil, bro. Like yeah. and manipulating stuff. He's what like Hannity's like he's a fucking idiot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's just a straight up clown entertainer. Yeah. And he gets his role where it's like Carlson is like doing something way more sinister. Yeah, it's malicious. Yep. Uh, Michael Wilbon or Tony Kornheiser? <sighs> Much as it pains me, Uncle Wilbon, I gotta go with Tony. He's oh, a New wow. York cat. Um, and he's just so much funny. He always made me laugh way more than Will Bond because yeah. he's such a clown. So I got to go with um, Uncle Tony. Yeah, Will Bond kind of takes himself too seriously sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a serious cat. And respect, you know, like when you like to be black and to ascend to the level that Will Bond has ascended to mm -hmm. takes a lot of seriousness. Like you got to be a nigga who don't take shit, right? Like right. you have to to be black and to do, to accomplish the things that he has. But that being said, like, Kornheiser makes me laugh, bro. Yeah, for sure. Jalen or Jacoby? Jacoby, all day. Greenberg or Golick? I would rather hang out with Golick, but again, New York City bias, fellow Jets fan, I'm going to go with Greeny, even though, like, I get it. I get why people are annoyed by him. But yeah. I got to rob uh, Joe Budden or Gilly the Kid? Budden. I was, yo, I don't share this fact very often publicly, but I was the biggest Joe Budden head stan the first album, 10 minutes and all of that. Like, I, I was obsessed with Joe Budden, bro. Like, yeah. the all of the freestyle stuff, focus um, that led into the first album, like the Clue tapes and the Envy tapes and this dude was just like, he was just incredible. I, re I remember when we thought he was Rashid Wallace because yeah. Rashid Wallace had a drop on that mixtape. Right. And we thought that it was Rashid Wallace rhyming on the Coming For You mm -hmm. um, uh, verse. 
where Joe Budden said, I turned around in blue trout like Crips in court. I mean, like, this dude was just so next level from the beginning. And then, honestly, Jay-Z shelved his album, ruined his career. Then he became, like, and no lie, Joe Budden was visionary with the YouTuber shit. Like, he, he was doing that in, like, 2005, um, and it was just, it was so nasty to watch. He had this one video where it was called Tahiri Gets Her First Benz. And it was this nigga tricking off on his shorty. And I was like, this is nasty. Like, why are you doing this? You're one of the best rappers out. Like, why are you debasing yourself this way? Little did I know, like, that predated love and hip-hop reality TV. People, li- literal YouTube celebrities, like, Budden was so ahead of his time with all of that. But... I was a huge Budden fan, like to the point where one of my best friends a day, he continued with it, right? Like mood music, like, are you in that mood yet? All of that, I, I missed yeah. it. I was off the train. I was like, I'm off this dude. Like the, 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 the remember when they posted the fetus, the dead fetus with um Esther Baxter? There's so much nasty work in this guy's career afterwards. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, no, I can't yeah, that- do it. At first, I was I was a fan too. I mean, Joe Budden had a moment, bro. At that time, this was when we were still getting everything from the source, and they were kind of yes. like funneling who was going to be the next guy. Yes. 100%. And his freestyles and everything, he was dope. And and we all were. If you were a hip hop head, you were believing like Joe Budden was the next era mm-hmm. of MC, and like Focus was that. Oh. And it was like, okay, this is hot. Oh, God. And then it was low key weird because when Pump It Up came out. As big as it was, it was like, damn, this is kind of corny for who we thought he was as a rapper. And then, like, he kind of continued on that train. And his, he kind of, der- yeah, Jay-Z shelved him, but he derailed his own career by not staying true to wh- what that identity was as focus and who we thought he was going to be. You know what's so crazy about that is Pump It Up blows up. Hove being Hove because he's just such an asshole. Like, yeah. Skane and Clue are his little guys. They, those are his little dudes. Right, yeah. like my youngins, those are his youngins, yeah. And he knows those are his youngins, Skane and Clue. And Button is their artist, and Button has a big record on it. And that's why, in the beginning of the song, he says, Sorry, Skane, I'm gonna give it back to you, but like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy on this, I'm gonna sun your little artist right now, man. And Joe being Joe, by the way, did a response to on his own beat where he fucking kills it. Give me that beat, fool. It's a full-time jack move. Sorry, Jay Webb said take it back, though. Ha. Minute two, he plays a part in that. Listen, I'ma just have some fun. No. Part in the future. Sing the track now. It's been a good week, over. You can give it back now. All these rappers just cooking, cracking. Took the realness out the game. It's time to put it back in. The fans finally got it understood. They just capping. And we were all just like, like why didn't you do Whoa. this from the fucking beginning, Joe? Like that, packing the mag in the bag of the accurate, all of that. I was like, yo, you could have just did this from the start. Yeah. But whatever, you know, the 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 the, the Buster record still gets played at parties. Um, because it's so classic, just blaze beat, you know, yeah. like um sort of Baltimore club music, house music type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was the biggest Joe Budden stan. Um, in my, you know, I mean, when I was, cause that's when, at that time, Jay is when I became sort of like, I came of age as a rap fan where I like really figured out what and who I liked and why I liked them. Right. So this is around the same time, like we had in New York specifically, like we had a special reverence for Jay 
and Nas and LL and all of these guys who we've seen as like, they were there, but they felt apart from us as youngins, right? As 13 year olds. Budden, Jewels, Cam, um, Banks, even 50 to a lesser extent, um, A Team, uh, what's my, my man Stack? Like, those guys felt so much closer to us, and they were the guys that we loved. They felt like the young, hungry, up and coming. It's like what I would imagine a kid right now feels about somebody like John ja Morant. It's like, yeah, I know Braun and them and Kawhi and them are the ones right now, but this young dude, John ja Morant, is next. He's my favorite right now, right? Like, so that's the sort of feeling that we had as youngins for guys like Budden, for guys like Fab, for guys like Jada. Right. You know, four guys like Cam, right? Um, and so yeah, Button was a part of that. Tax Stone or Charlemagne? Mm. Man, that's tough. Give me Charlemagne. Um, another person who I have a complicated relationship with. Um, like I remember when, because I remember when he started out. You gotta remember, I grew up in New York, right? So when he started out on Wendy Williams who, if you're a New Yorker, you already had a relationship with before, because he, okay, so he started out on Winnie Williams show on WBLS. Back in the days before Power 105, there was Hot 97. These are the stations that played black music. Hot 97 played rap and R&B. Mm -hmm. Kiss FM, 98.7, which is now ESPN, weirdly. Um, <laughs> 98.7 played old school R&B, soul, all of this other stuff. In WBLS 107.5, they also played old school stuff and contemporary R&B, but they would do the goofy shit where like, say on the R. Kelly joint with Biggie, like, you should be that song. And the, the big verse where he goes, sitting, reminiscing about when you started dissing, spitting in the faces of public places. Like that was the joint. Mm -hmm. What BLS would do was play the song and when Big's verse come on, cut it. And then go back into the beat, into the hook. That's yeah. the type of station BLS was. I hated BLS for that, right. right? So Wendy started off at Hot, where I think she was doing either the mornings or... No, she was doing, like, the bridge between morning and Angie's slot, which I think was afternoon. If my memory serves me right. And she was the gossip chick on there. But we knew Wendy Williams for... B like, she made her name off of I Will Say Anything about anybody i don't give a fuck she was a renegade bro yeah. she was a fucking renegade she was a crazy person yeah. so she leaves wendy i mean she leaves hot and goes to bls and she starts her own thing at bls and she's killing and then she basically um at some point she brings charlemagne on and he's sort of like the sidekick he's sort of like if you watch howard stern he's like the black lady like what's robin. her name robin, robin. Yeah. He was the Robin of yeah. Wendy Williams show, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we got to keep it real because this is growing up the same. I was a kid and I was like, yo, there's a man on this gossip show that's gay. Yeah. I was like, yo, this dude's gay. Yeah. He's gossiping about other men on a yeah. woman's gossip show. That's gay. That's corny. Right. So, because I, I was young and that's how we were socialized to think. Mm -hmm. And so I always said, I was like, yo, this dude is whack. Then, of course, and I've said this on Naima and them show before, how it was explained in the current. I was like, yo, when power started, 
it's hard to explain our loyalty as New York City people to Hot 97. Like, it was the only station playing our music, our culture. It was the hub. Like, our parents didn't bump this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were the only ones listening to this, dressing like this. Like, our parents told us our clothes were too big. Like, as hip-hop people, Hot 97 in New York was just... I can't even explain how important this shit felt. So the loyalty that that station engendered amongst us, the listeners in New York, like we felt a part of the station. So when power pops up, I'm like, nigga, I'm not listening to no bootleg hot. You're bugging. Yeah. And then what what power do? They start poaching people from Hot 97. So people who you already loved, like Envy, like Angie, like Clue. Clue was actually the first one. So Clue... Clue had a um, he had a radio show every Monday night called Monday Night Mixtapes. So obviously you guys know Clue is a mixtape legend in New York, broke thousands of street artists. Like, like Clue's um, contribution to the game is unassailable. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. But we know him as Clue. He got famous for being the nigga that just broke the craziest street records. Mm-hmm. Would would like the 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 like you don't know what for blueprint first time you ever heard it was on a clue tape right four months before the album dropped you feel me so yeah. like that's what clue was legend so we know him on the streets but hot gave him a, a radio show every Monday night like at 11 p.m I think it started called Monday night mixtapes where he would because you know the mixtape I felt like came out once a month mm-hmm. so in in those intervening weeks you waiting for new heat Street heat, not singles for the next big major release albums. Yeah, the street, the street shit. underground shit. Yeah, Clue's radio show, Monday night mixtape was where he would do that. I I know y'all still waiting for the mixtape, the, the next mixtape to drop, but don't think I don't still have heat in the tuck. Right, that he would play on Monday night mixtape. Obviously, there's a um legendary story. Fab got signed, based off. Skane bringing them up to Monday Night Mixtape the same night they got Nori. We've all heard the um, Money, Power, Respect freestyle that Nori and Fab did. He got signed literally hours after that freestyle. That was on Monday Night Mixtape, right? Um, Hot 97. So Clue has Monday Night Mixtape at Hot. Clue was the first one they poached at Power. I was like, shit, fuck. I got to really start taking these cats serious because Clue is a hero. Right. Then slowly but surely, they bring NBA in. Then they bring Charlemagne in. They bring Angela Yee in, who was on satellite radio. Sirius or XM or one of them with lip service and all of that. Um, and they just start buzzing. They just start bubbling. They just start slowly but surely. They elbow their way into the slot. And yeah. Charlemagne makes a name for himself as the dude that's willing to say anything to a rapper's face. Yeah. And that's when I developed a respect for him. Because yeah. I was like, yo, again, because my adolescent mind, my young mind, I was like, yo, homie's gay. This is right. whack. This is gay. Gossip yeah. monger. You're a man. That's for women. Yada, yeah. yada, that toxicity. But yeah. I gained respect from them from, from hot because they got it so filthy at, at power. The way they came in in the hyper-competitive New York market and made a name and, and stamped themselves, you got to give them the respect, 100%. For sure. Recurring 2K checks or Green New Deal? <laughs> I got to go with Green New Deal. One, 
obviously for the planet, but two, the amount of jobs that would literally be millions of jobs, good paying jobs, making new renewable energy, investing in the infrastructure to make the country, you know what I mean? Like solar panels everywhere and wind chimes and all the different shit, the renewable shit we can do with the Green New Deal. When you talk about the millions of jobs, millions of people's lives being affected and effectively saved by having these amazing, well-paying jobs, you know, you got to go with the Green New Deal. That's before we even talk about saving the fucking planet. Right. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, Kobe or LeBron? <laughs> I used to get Kobe. Now I get LeBron. <laughs> you know I'm LeBron all day, man. Rest yeah. in peace to the legend, of course. But, man, I, I, I've been a witness since 2002. Like, so, and, and I, t- I never get tired of telling the story when people be like, why do you fuck with LeBron like that? I'm like, yo, you got to understand, in 2002... I was a high school hooper, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching, of course, we all watch ESPN religiously. It's on a loop when you were that young, especially around that time. And I'm watching a little special that they do. They're like, listen, there's this kid in Akron, Ohio. His name is LeBron James. He's 16 years old. They're saying if he entered the draft right now as a junior, he'd be the number one pick. <laughs> They're saying, this is the kid is going to be the next Jordan. Shaq's going to his games. Mike is going to his games. I'm like, okay, I play high school hoops, right? right? Like, I know what is. And then, of course, Jason, he's six foot eight, but he has a handle. Yeah. And he has hops. And he has court vision. I'm like, hold on. Wait, wait. I play high school hoops. I watch the cats on varsity. When you're six foot five, you're a center who can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. This kid is six foot eight and is the point guard and has and, and is dunking on. I'm like, no, this is this kid, this can't be. Just yeah. as somebody who was playing high school hoops at the time, like this is right. impossible. Then I watched, then I watched that first game that ESPN aired. Mm-hmm. The cockback dunk, the no look. I'm like, this. This is ridiculous. This is, again, I was somebody who grew up loving Mike. And don't get it twisted. Steph, Brooklyn guy, I was obsessed with Steph. One of my favorite players. Um, Ron Artest, New York City guy. Yeah. Always been one of my favorite players. Not only New York City guy, went to St. John's. Mm-hmm. Won the city championship at LaSalle. Went to St. John's, went to the Elite Eight. Goes to the NBA, becomes an NBA All-Star. <laughs> New York City guy, I'm Ron Artest. Obviously, I love Shaq a lot. Yeah. I loved Kobe in the early years. A lot of people don't remember when Kobe first came out, he was bopping people. He wasn't this efficient, get to my spot, raising fire, no wow. waste of movement. No, no, Kobe was a street baller. He yeah. was bopping people. Yeah. And, you know, in New York, people obsessed with ball handling. So a lot of people became Kobe acolytes off of his handle. Yep. Over the course of his career, he did. He was like, "Nigga, I'm grown. I, I I just do. I do what I do. Get to my spot. Get my shot up, and I'm going back to the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when he first came out, I remember watching this man shake Scottie Pippen out of his shoes, and Scottie Pippen was known to be the rep, the best perimeter defender damn near ever. Yep. And Kobe, I was like, "Oh, nah, this kid is different." So I liked Kobe too. I had yep. all of these people that I was fans of. They never gave me the feeling that Mike gave me, obviously, right. but I was still big fans of people. 
But then when LeBron pulled up, I was like, this is this is different. Yes. This is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So has to be LeBron. <laughs> Yo, Rob. Yo, I mean, what's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribe to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With Stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and our, yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly, multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo. Download the app. Subscribe. Follow Darth the Mean. Follow Talk Hoops. Follow Trayvon. Follow Big Waz. All of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the Stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast. You already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. And you can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You can join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time I go live. Wyclef or Lauren? Clef. I mean, I get it. I know Hipster's going to say Lauren Hill because she put out one good album, but like, why Clef? All day. Man's a musical genius. MLK Jr. or Obama? <sighs> no contest. MLK. It's not even, they shouldn't even be putting the same sentence. <laughs> Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson? I'll take Jesse because, like, I mean, Jesse is not, not a shyster. He's not a hustler. He never sold crack. <laughs> he never became an FBI informant. Like, Al That's Sharpton has lived, like, 20 lives, bro. Yeah. Like, this yeah. man used to sell heroin. Do you understand that? Like, yeah. this man was a federal informant. He worked with the feds. He worked with the mob. He, like, bro, he's on another. That man is on another level, bro. Yeah, he's lived a lot of lives. NBA Jam or NBA Live? Live, Live ninety five. Don't don't you remember playing Live ninety five for the first time with Shaq and Penny? Yeah, we was, was just cool. like, this is the craziest thing I've ever experienced, bro. It's got to be live. Like, man, it. You know, obviously the later years of the game, it got so fucking horrible. 
where it was just like, Jesus, EA, like, my God, you guys are lazy. You guys are horrible. And, you know, 2K just became like, just like 20 times better. But like, remember those games? Remember Kobe was on the cover of a game? I forget. It was like on N64. Mm. There was all these other basketball games on the market. But right. NBA Live was just bar none the best. Yankees or Mets? Mets. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> Boomerang or Nutty Professor? Mm. I got to go with Boomerang because Robin Givens just, she just did something to me in that movie, man. It For was sure. just too, she was powerful in that movie. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is the type of chick that would easily ruin my life and I'll be happy about it. <laughs> Nick Cage or John Travolta? Mm, give me John Travolta. Godfather or Goodfellas? Godfather. God, as much as I love Goodfellas, Goodfellas is so... Goodfellas is like... um, Goodfellas is like an In-N-Out burger. Like, it's fucking incredible for what it is, right? Like, it's amazing for what it is. This fast pace, boom, 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 boom. Like, the movie never stops. Yeah. But the themes that are being tackled in Godfather yeah. about legacy and family and crime and good and evil and yeah, how much of our life <laughs> bro how much of our life do we choose or how much of it is just circumstance that's played like they're playing with so many themes in this movie yeah you you just it's too heavy like what nah godfather for sure it's deep paid in full or menstrual society man I'm, I'm gonna go menace like only because like Painted Full was one of those things as a New Yorker. Of course, you love the New York of it all, right? Like, so it was enjoy enjoyable. And these guys' legacies and legend is was so huge when we talk about Rich Porter, Alpo, and um AZ. Uh it was like it was just amazing. We heard it, we've been hearing about these guys in rap songs for to that point, it was about 15 years. And we all read the Feds magazines and we all did all of that stuff. And so Pain in Full was very um, fan servicey for New York City kids. And I can't even imagine what it must have felt like for people from Harlem. Right. Uptown people. Right. Like that must have been, you know, manna from heaven. But right. I'll never forget what it felt like to watch Menace to Society for the first time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that movie shocked you. <laughs> It was, like, also that a movie it was a different me. era though too yeah. because you didn't get paid in full until niggas was older and you kind of had right. seen some things. Right. But it's like, right. yeah, Men's Society, I don't know how, you, how old you are. I'm 33. So it's like when I saw that for the first time. I'll be 34 would, on Saturday. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, happy birthday. And Thank you, my brother. Yeah, and I, I was what? Like six or some shit the first time I watched it, five or so. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga... I had never seen nothing like that. And I didn't even know that niggas was, could do that in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but I, I remember having that a blue leg experience. Tape, you know what I'm saying? From my cousin or some shit and watching it when my parents wasn't around. And I'm like, yo, like, what is this how it really is? Like, gangster shit. <laughs> like, no, nah, that shit was, it was mind blowing. Uh, yeah. Snowfall or Narcos? Narcos, I, I'm, you know, people know me for being a TV snob. I just, Snowfall just, 
when the guy had when the guy got sodomized, I was just like, yeah, this is this is too yeah. much. Like your drug yeah. dealer sodomized you. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, but Narcos is still one of my like I love every single season of Narcos. Season yeah. two of the Pablo story felt a little bit like overkill, a little bit. Yeah. But like, man, when they did the Cali cartel, then they oh, took sorry. it to Mexico on your ass to know about the Sinaloa cartel. Like, yes, <laughs> no contest, baby. Nike or Adidas? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, I'm a Nike boy, but I, I got respect for Adidas. I, you know, I come from an era where we wore sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and what I mean by that, not I don't mean like these you know, whack-ass kids that use the word dead stock every day. That's not even what I'm talking about. That whole hashtag wear your sneakers movement, which I'm a fan of and all of that. I'm talking about we copped the Grant Hill Felas, right? right? That was, that went without question. I had a pair of the Pat Ewings. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a New Yorker, like, you had to have, you wasn't shit if you ain't have a pair yeah. of Ewings, right? Um, We wore the Crazy 8 Kobe's. Like, we... I, I'm not going to front. I never took it to the extent of copping the M1 kicks. Obviously, I had the crazy shirts with the man on it. Of yeah. course, I had the shorts. Like, you wasn't shit if you didn't have a pair of M1 shorts. Like, yeah. I, had the, I, had, I had the M1 to slip on the, uh, what was it, the Larry Hughes? Oh! <laughs> I had the joints. <laughs> I had the joints. Yeah, and so I people had the Converse um, Larry Johnsons. Like, I rocked, at, we rocked everything. You know, yeah. there was a Sacconi era. Or I don't even know if that's Sacconi. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. That? I don't, I don't know, know how you say, how you say it. In New York, we, in New York, we call this Sacconi. But Sacconi, it's Sacconi on both coasts. Yeah. Like, mm. East Coast and West Coast say Sacconi in the black culture. But it's yeah. right. It's Sacconi. There you go. Sacconi had an error. I remember my first New Balances, right? Like, you know, 997 gray with the blue N on it. Like, I mean, like, we did all of that. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, Nike is what turned us out into the game, of course. Right. Nike's the one that made us into people who love sneakers religiously. Don't ever get that fucked up. Yeah. Like, and don't get it twisted. Like, in the 80s, like, the niggas who were rigid, the founding forefathers of hip-hop was wearing the Clyde Pumas, and they had, and, and of course, it was a thing. But when sneakers became, like, to the moon, it was Nike that did that, you know? So, of course, I'm a Nike boy. For sure. Rihanna or Beyonce? <laughs> I feel disrespected that you would even ask me this, bro. Like, Rihanna, 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 Rihanna. Every single day of the week and twice on Sunday, Rihanna. We don't do Beyonce. No, y'all can love her music. I understand that, you know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, Rihanna is who chicks want to be. Yeah. Beyonce, chicks just want to go to her concerts and cry. Like, miss me. Yeah. Rihanna, Jason. I got you, bro. Rihanna. <laughs> beard or a goatee? I wish I could grow a beard, man. My shit is blotchy, if you can see. <laughs> yeah. It grows in blotches and patches. I look yeah. sick and flabby like Larry Holmes if I tried to grow a beard. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm envious of all of you guys who can grow full beards. It's... It must be amazing to be able to do that. But yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with the goatee because I gotta love myself. If not, nobody else will. Right. Um, but yeah, I always man, I, I feel like I was in like seventh grade when I wanted to. I was like, I cannot wait till I'm able to grow a beard, and it just never happened. 
Text or call? Text, text. Although I'm from the old school, like I'm from the era where I was trying to mack on a chick at 11 years old and my mom picked up the phone and said, get the fuck off my phone. And, and you know what I mean? And then I took five extra minutes. She got on it again and said, the fuck off my phone. So like I developed my macking skills from being on the phone. Like you had to call a chick's phone and have things to say. Yep. Like there couldn't be no dead air. Like you had to have spit to you to get a shorty to feel you. Like if you yeah. didn't have that type of spit, yeah. you, you wasn't going to get no. Nothing. If you couldn't keep them up on the phone all night, you had no. Yeah. Was... Son, and we all know that, yo, talking till two, three in the morning. Nah, you hang up. Yo, that you shit loud. trash. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> we all did it though, Trey. We all did it. No, um, So yeah, definitely. Facts. But I'm, facts. but I'm, but I'm text now. I'm from that era, but text me. Cause I could text multiple people at the same time. If I'm yep. on the phone with you, it's like, I'm distracted. Yep. All right. My last one, music or sports. I'm gonna go with music, um, mainly cause like how like me and my closest homies bonded for real was literally in our parents' basement, six of us playing the um, 50 Cent is the Future mixtape over and over again, hearing Banks punchlines, rewinding it, playing it again. Um, us going to backyard jams and barbecues and partying and dancing on chicks every single summer. Um, music is really what bonded me to the closest people in my life who are outside of my family, obviously, who raised me. So as much as I love sports and, you know, of course, I'm close with people through sports, too. But music, there's no contest. It's like it's what we did to pass the time. We listen to music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely music. For sure. Well, that was the one of the two. That nigga said that was the one or two, bro. That was 45 minutes. That <laughs> <laughs> was growing up the same. That was growing up the same, bro. I mean, shit. That nigga was long. Right? No, no, it wasn't good. No, that was great. That's great, bro. You know, what do you mean? You asked him some great questions and got wise to open up. I didn't know yeah. that nigga nah, like Joe Budden going, like man. that, bro. I love those. Right. My oh, nigga was a joke yeah, I don't tell man. people this shit. I don't admit to this shit, man, because the <laughs> image now is just like, holy moly. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the one question I got for you, though, was if you was to give yourself 18-year-old advice, what would you give? Wow. Um, it's going to sound corny, man, Um, but it's like, you 36. Stop trying to be. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, no, no. I don't want to be cool, but I don't want people to think I'm capping either because it's real. Um, like, believe in yourself, right? Like, don't think that there's something you can't do if you really try to do it. If, like, really try to do it. Like, really sit down. Fuck all the bullshit and the distractions and the fun that, of course, I loved at 18. But, like, don't think that there's something you can't pursue. Anything. Whatever it is. And I'm talking about, like, anything. That's what I would want to tell the young me. And I would want to tell the young me that these things that you are passionate about, you can make them part of your life. Right? They don't have to stay just passions. Like they can, if you put apply yourself to something, 
you really will never even understand what you have inside of you until you try. You have to try. That's what I would tell the younger me. Cause I can remember times where I'm like, there's no way like somebody like me could do X, Y, and Z or somebody like me could be X, Y, and Z somewhere. Or, you know, I didn't go to the right school or I don't know the right people. or I ain't come from the right neighborhoods or my parents ain't have the right money or whatever, right? Like all of these things. And a lot of those things are real obstacles. Don't get it twisted. Like those are real obstacles. But that's why I want to tell anybody, like, there will be obstacles. <laughs> there will be problems. Things will fuck up. But you got to believe in yourself. Like, you have to believe that if you apply what you have inside in a serious manner, like, and we all know when we went hard, we can be honest with ourselves. Like, so the outside might not know, but within ourselves, we know when we went hard for something, where we gave it our all, where we was like, all right, you know, just at the gym where it's like, I could bang out these this extra two sets, but I want to go home and, you know what I mean, have whatever, eat some popcorn. We all know whether or not we banged out that extra two set, right? And again, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, the stupid puff shit, I'll sleep when I die type of shit, because that's dumb. You need to sleep so that you can have the energy to apply yourself, okay? <laughs> You're not going to be able to operate at peak capacity with no sleep. So please get sleep. Please refuel yourself. <laughs> um, what I mean by that is just, you know, for instance, just what I do now, just writing. Um, as far back as freshman year of high school, in a class that I barely passed, my English teacher was like, I think you, I think you can write, son. If you ever decide you want to pursue this thing, here's my email. Hit me. I will help you with this. And I thought this man was out of his monkey ass mind because passing was 75 in that class. And I got a 76. This is a fact. I got a 76 for the year. And on the last day of school, he told me that. I was like, yeah, what? I don't know what this nigga's talking about. Whatever. Um, but of course, I was a dork about writing. I've read everything that I could get my hands on, specifically as it pertained to sports. Um, and shouts to all the people that I fucked with, whether it be Simmons, whether it be Hollinger, whether it be Henry Abbott, whether it be fucking Tom Haberstroh, Ethan Strauss, like, you know, these are guys that I read and was obsessed with, but like, you know, people around me was like, I think you can do it, but you have to try. And then I remember getting laid off and my girl at the time was like, well, you know, if you weren't working in the financial services industry, which is what, what I was doing at the time, what would you ideally be doing? And I was like, man, I would be working in sports media, NBA specifically, because that's all I give a fuck about. She was like, well, why don't you try it? I was like, what, bitch, what? How, how does somebody like me do, I don't even, I don't know a single writer. I don't know a single person in the sports media. I don't like, this doesn't happen. Like people like me don't work in those professions. But she made me sit down and write something, put something together. And I remember working on it for like two days, and I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, like, even something like this, which wasn't crazy impressive and nothing crazy, but, like, even something like that, I was like, I would never think I could put something like this together. I would just would have never thought that. that. Maybe, but maybe, I did it. Maybe some other advice is listen to your woman. <laughs> but then they laughed at that Not one. the 
worst advice. Hey, <laughs> but look, not dog, the worst advice ever. It wasn't corny. Um, I thought it was very solid advice, man, for our listeners and for your young self. I wanted to give you your flowers. You was in the trenches with me two years ago, three years ago. A lot of people don't know. Factory. We were sitting in a house Factory. with no lights on and was we trying to figure. <laughs> we were basically homeless, bro, trying to figure it out. Uh, you was like, I'm not oh, going back to man. New York. And you made sure that you didn't go back to New York. And now you're you know, doing pods with David Aldridge and also growing as a star. And I wanted to give you your flowers, big dog. Thank you, man. Um, it's really humbling to really think about it. Like that moment that we were in, um, in like bro, we were showering in the dark. Son, in January of 2018, it was it was so dark. It was so fucking dark. Like literally and figuratively speaking, it was yeah. it was dark. And then I remember telling Trey, I was like, I'm not going back. I'm I'm making I'm figuring I'm gonna figure something out. And of course, you know, obviously I had some resources here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had my nigga boss here, my cu- my older cousins here. Like, I was never going to be Down actually. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I wasn't actually going to be on Skid Row. But it was fucked. Like, when you consider where we were two, three months before that, yeah, the trajectory we was on to being like nah, electricity that's the, cut that's off. The thing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, we squatted. Landlord banging we on the door. At like, a, yeah. We squatted at an apartment, bro. Like, you niggas ain't on this lease. The fuck out my crib type shit to, you know, what we're doing now. Like, yeah. obviously, my, my boy Trey is at one of the biggest creative agencies in the world right now doing his thing and heading up marketing campaigns and shit. You know, it's just crazy. It's beautiful. And that's, you know, like you said, bro, like, you just got to believe in yourself, man. Even in the darkest moments. If you put your mind to some shit, you can get so much shit done. Absolutely. Even when you feel like quitting, just keep pushing. All right, Waz. Well, I ain't going to take too much of your time. You know, My Jason boys. has some dope-ass questions. He got the best out of you. Um, My boys. Ho- hopefully, we can have you back on, man. Anytime. Anytime. I, I pray to, uh, um, you know what I mean, get to the heights of actually belonging on Growing Up the Same. The fellow guests, the guest lineups is just too crazy, bro. So much millions on this show, bro. Hey, this, this episode is like reasonable. <laughs> Listen, this episode is like reasonable doubt, though. You know oh, I love it. I love it. Thank He's going to come Thank back you. and say, all right, They'd be yo. like, oh, he was actually nice. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. My boys, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Growing up the same wins the game. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.